Welcome to PTBC Podcast, where we will be speaking about innovation, technology, growing your business, and maximizing your entrepreneurial potential. Let's get down to business. been uh, open for uh, for a week now in Ontario um, you know we're I think going into to week four here now or five um, what's in the what's the one thing that was went well and like what's the one thing that didn't go well in the last week that you guys want to try to change up for the week after well for us in the clinic we really nailed down the protocol um, in terms of how the patients walk into the clinic, how all the procedures are done, disinfecting. And uh, the patients actually had uh, some great compliments that they mentioned to the front desk staff, um, where they said they really enjoyed the way the protocol was done and they feel really safe, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, In terms of wanting to do well, it seemed like some people were waiting for the clinics to reopen in person. That means uh, we could have done a better job delivering the benefits of tele-rehab and better job converting them. But um, we're definitely gonna be refining the scripts because we still have to keep in mind tele-rehab potentially if the second wave comes. Uh, so it's just a consistent improvement going on. How about guys? Um, yeah, what about you, Justin? Uh, yeah, similar to you, Slava. Like, uh, I think the things that went well for for Mark, our clinic, and and myself this week is, um, you know, just a lot of uh, the clients were receptive to just all these protocols that were in place, right? And you know, there's obviously when you're doing things, you know, for the first time, there's going to be some bumps and hiccups in, down the road. So, like, a lot of my clients were really receptive. Like, like. I had, I think during my first assessment, I had to readjust my mask like 10 times, right? And I had to literally pause and be like, okay, I can't see right now through my glasses. Like, do you mind if we just take a pause and like, let me clean my glasses like in the side. And then they're like, yeah, totally. Like, like it's, it's so hard to breathe in these. So I think everyone has been, you know, really receptive to, you know, the things that we've been doing. Uh, having said that, you know, just obviously the whole flow of things, you know, for, for myself, it's, it's been a little bit challenging in, in terms of like kind of getting to rhythm, you know, cause like, I'm so used to doing things, um, you know, pre COVID. Right. And then, so now it's like, Oh shoot, I got to wash my hands before I got to wash my hands after. Okay. After like, after br- literally bring in the client, we, we don't let them into the clinic. They, they wait outside. So I have to like open the door and like, sometimes I'm like, yo, where the hell is, where's, where's my, cl- where's my patient. And then I don't realize like 10 minutes later that they're just sitting outside so I'm like, oh shit. And then, so that just affects my timing. But I think the more that we go through it, it's just, you know, we kind of get used to the new way of doing things. And, you know, it's just, you know, we'll get into a routine. So um, those are kind of my updates for, for this first week. Do you guys have a front desk, uh, Justin? Or is it just clinicians? Yeah, so, so we actually, we uh, we have a front desk, but we locked the door to our clinic. So um, oh, okay. like, like uh, the clients, when they when they knock on the door, they like they peep in and then they like they stay outside. So that's how mm-hmm. we've been doing it. It's It's been a little bit of an adjustment, but that's, yeah. I wonder if you guys like, if you guys invest in um, like a ring, like the doorbell and then have oh, yeah. that out there, you can see the video and the front desk will just answer through the ring. Hi there. Thanks for coming. I'm just, I'm notifying Justin now and then send you a text or something. And then, so you don't have to be questioning it. <laughs> the oh, whole totally time. No. <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious to see. I think that might be, that might not be a bad plan. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I'll definitely look into it for sure. A doorbell, yeah. doorbell ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's called, it's called ring, like R I N G. Um, it's just, or, or Nexus like doorbell or whatever. So there's a couple different options, but yeah, cause you mm-hmm. can have that in your home and it pops up actually on your phone. So I wonder if like the clinicians could have that on their phones too. And it, they could oh. see when it rings, it'll give you a notification. Someone's at the front. <laughs> so, um, you gotta use tech. You gotta use tech nowadays. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's going to improve the way we uh, deliver that, that client experience. Right. So, yeah. so no, for yeah. sure. How about you, Renika? I know you mentioned some good news for us. Yeah, um, we're like starting to get back, like a plan to get back into school. So it's at least we're going to be used to wearing PPE and trying to practice with like gowns and masks and visors and everything. So I guess there's kind of an upside to that, but it's going to be kind of interesting trying to learn things for the first time when you can't see. 
<laughs> yeah. No. Are you, you guys aren't. You guys don't have to wear the PPE in this class, right? Or do you have to wear it in class? Uh, yeah. So we just have our labs left right now. So oh, okay. there's no way to like socially distance when you're trying to treat your partner. <laughs> so we have to do like full PPE. We're not allowed into the building. Like you go into the building and you get your like mask and your visor, and then you have to go to the change room to change into your lab clothes. Mm-hmm. And then it goes like a full circle around the lab. So you change out of your lab clothes and then get rid of your PPE and then you get to leave. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying to keep everything pretty locked down. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. What kind of, um, kind of mask are they going with just regular surgical? Yeah. Surgical mask with a visor. Cool. Cool. You excited to be back? Yeah. <laughs> excited to be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's definitely, uh, I think, I think that's going to be probably honestly the most useful part of the school anyways, like to do the labs right now, getting that little bit of the hands-on practice and then you guys can have your other like lectures and stuff over Zoom. So that's still definitely a viable option. Is that kind of what you guys are doing now? It's doing some yeah. hybrid model there? Yeah, they're kind of like front loading all of our lectures right now. And then we're mm-hmm. just going to do all of our hands-on all at mm-hmm. once. Yeah. And then our OSCEs with our lab partner because they don't want to bring in like standardized patients so that's kind of how they're avoiding that fair enough it's funny because i think i actually would have liked this kind of method if i was in school right now um this is actually my way of the way that i learn best i know some people like to be in the classroom and they have different ways of learning um but you know i think like learning the lectures like doing things online learning the theory and then coming in to do the labs that that was kind of the best way that um, I learned so it's interesting I think I would have definitely enjoyed that structure not the situation but definitely the structure I think um, mm-hmm. be nice I think it I think it could like it kind of shows that you know you could definitely delegate a lot of this stuff to online learning a lot of these um, lectures and didactic style learning to like zoom meetings and stuff like that so I'd be um, I'm interested to see if that makes any impact on the curriculums going forward but like especially schools like our school that was like predominantly didactic in 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 the classroom learning so we'll have to see what happens but Mm -hmm. um yeah no i think my my update really this week is um we uh we we've been refining things kind of every week just changing things up making it look a little bit more fresh look a little nicer um and we've obviously had the whole you know fogging up the glasses issue (laughs) multiple times so i feel you on that one justin um but uh but yeah so it's been it's been pretty good i think everyone's starting to really understand the flow and and things are starting to get a little bit smoother in terms of people doing their COVID screen before they come in and and just kind of waiting in the car coming in right before their appointment we haven't actually not yet had to text anybody or call anybody because everyone comes in exactly like two or three minutes before their appointment um so you know we we tell them on the phone so that's that was that's been helpful but we do have uh, we do have texting um platforms for that too but uh but yeah i know it's been it's been good to see things uh kind of going forward we haven't had a lot of any uh maybe like a few cases here or there but um overall the increase has been pretty good so um uh, it seems like it's smooth sailing i think now we're really starting to buckle down into the whole um f- figuring out the hybrid uh hybrid approach right now to see what the best model would work moving forward here uh because you know obviously no one's really out of the woods 100 percent, but i think it's good to prepare um but yeah i think uh it's been interesting to see sorry Go ahead. uh do you guys mind me asking like in terms of you know obviously with you know this this new way of practicing there's like mm-hmm. a uh basically a certain period of time between you know your your client uh like one client and the next client right um so for my clinic we 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 were on a 20 minute model before and now we're on more of like a 30 minute model where we're still doing 20 minute treatments but where it's a 10 minute gap right so mm-hmm. obviously my utilization is not going to be the same as what it was before in terms of just like you know seeing clients right how are you guys uh like is that are you has that affected you guys as well like um, or have you guys kind of figured a way to, 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 to manage that? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's definitely, everyone knew kind of coming back into practice, um, scheduling would change for sure. Even, even anybody who was on the 30 minute model, um, or whatever model they were on, um, they likely would have had to change. Not everybody, but most likely most people. Um, and I think this is just kind of the, the new, 
new scheduling system until things start to hopefully calm down a little bit more. Um, I, the only, the best way really to, to quote unquote go around it um, is you could either extend like the hours in the day, but um, at the same time, I think, you know, we have like a block in the day where we don't take any patients and we have like a full a clean before and after the shifts so that at least this way, um, there's no there's no overlap between um any like anything from the morning to the evening right and obviously our utilization like my case was like a quarter than it could have been but it's it's more of a safety thing right it's better to be safe right now in this situation i think we'll all slowly be able to get back to what what i call normal was for each of the clinics but um it is something that we'll have to deal with going forward you may need more staff to help out for the uh, availability um so things like that change a little bit Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, in a bit of a rhythm, so I allow about five minutes in because we have strict regulation uh, uh, on who cleans what. So the front desk handles the main area, which is fairly small for us in our clinic. And I definitely have to be responsible for everything that's in the room. Uh, I have all my laid out what I use. So it's just uh, you do the bed, the chair, the table, potentially, and then any equipment that has been touched. And obviously the door handle. So it's a quick, like I literally move like a robot. So it's like a very set pattern. <laughs> so it's been uh, working as efficient as possible because I don't like sitting in between uh, patients that I could be always living, but it has to be safe. So we got it down to a five minute, we just stagger them in five minutes. Mm -hmm. what is um what's your how are the rest of your teams um like what have their been thought what have their thoughts been um through the whole thing and like are they uh are they finding anything challenging other than obviously you know ppe gets a little hot and the scheduling's a little bit different and process might be a little bit different but is there are they having any difficulties with actually the like the patient care side Well, in our side, um, uh, we have been practicing on an emergency basis, myself and the Cairo. So we're pretty much on a roll the entire way through. But the front desk has come back, and uh, honestly, their main concern is for the mask being uncomfortable. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, we've set them down clearly, outlaid the protocol, outlined the protocol. Um, had a conversation. This was everything's excellent, so for sure. The biggest issue has been for practitioners who have been out of work for two, three months before the massage therapist. They had difficulty coming back, just what Justin was mentioning, getting back into the rhythm, making sure that they nail down the steps of what to clean and those um, kind of getting the little thing. But it's just been a period this week. So it's been pretty yeah. solid. <clears throat> yeah, for me, um, like uh, to, to answer your question, um, we have five practitioners in our clinic, uh, which we're, we're a little bit of a smaller clinic. Uh, we're obviously in a house, so it's a little bit smaller. Um, but, you know, my the other physio that works in our clinic, um, he actually didn't come back the first week. He didn't feel too comfortable. And, and he had a, he, he's been going pretty strong with virtual practice. So his caseload was like, like almost like 70 70, 80% utilization um, during this COVID. So he was like, okay, like I don't necessarily need to come back, right? And like this early. And um, the fact that, you know, if you have five practitioners and maybe two, three of them haven't been, let's say, practicing, um, then there's going to be kind of a split of like new patients, right? So it's going to take a little bit longer time for, you know, each uh, practitioner to start to build up. So he was like, okay, let me just chill out for this for this week. Uh, for this time being and then and then once you guys start to fill up then i'll start to come back so that was kind of the kind of the thought process behind you know one of the other therapists that work in my clinic and um surprisingly though like we've been getting like like a lot of referrals like not a lot of new uh new clients um that you know just were waiting to uh coming to the clinic and so um it's been and it, it's been nice because actually a lot of uh, old clients um, we just booked into my schedule the first week. So it's nice to see them, you know, wanting to come back and, and, and it just shows me that, you know, 
um, I was doing a good job before and, and they want to continue their care with me. Mm-hmm. How have you been um, reaching out to your patients before, before that you were saying before COVID? Um, how was I doing that or how was how, that? How are you reaching out to them? Oh, um, just through, I've been calling them, emailing, texting, um, trying to figure out what worked. Uh, what worked the mm-hmm. most was phone calling and uh, phone calling through the clinic number um, because I called them my personal number and like, they, like I had a client I called five times and he wouldn't pick up and I know this guy's at home and then he would email me back too. And he's mm-hmm. like, and then I, and then the final time I reached him, he's like, oh yeah, I don't pick up cause I don't know this number. Right. So <laughs> I think the, the big thing is like, you know, like everyone was like during this time is everyone's at home. Right. So, um, they're, they were right next to their phones. It's just whether or not they know the, who, what the number is. Right. And if you call it through the clinic, it's like, oh shoot, it's like the clinic that's calling me. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but calling through phone has been the thing that has worked the best for me, but, um, Yeah. What about you, Um, a mixture of uh, calling and texting. Uh, for me, that's been the most effective. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who I know from my practice who use email, and they've stated to me before um, that they like to use email. So, but the largest thing was the phone and the texting. Mm-hmm. I was um. How, uh, Marco, for for you, for you guys, when you guys are kind of starting to now think about those placements, you said that, you know, you guys are looking into a hybrid or fully virtual. Mm. Um, Has your school kind of chatted to you guys about the process behind that and chatting with like some of the patients that ever, have they, have they mentioned anything about the actual, the placements yet, or is this kind of waiting to see what the, which clinic is going to kind of chat with you guys? Yeah, it kind of changes depending on what kind of setting you're in like a lot of the hospitals I think this week um in Ontario at least they're starting to let in some students so I think like Mm -hmm. nurses and physician assistants are going back this week and just because of the PPE being more readily available Mm -hmm. but in terms of clinic um they're trying I think it really depends on the clinic and how comfortable they are but some are I think going to have students come in for like a hybrid model. And then when you're doing the tele rehab, you can be with the actual preceptor. So you can both be in the room while you're video calling with the client or then some are doing, um, so you stay home, your preceptor is in the clinic and then it's just a three way zoom or whatever kind of call with the patient. So I think it's really the preference of the preceptor and how much they really want to see you or have you in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Interesting. So what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's kind of interesting. I feel like it would definitely be a bit easier if you were able to go in and see the preceptor. And then I think it would just be easier having them there if you're mm-hmm. trying to get through things. But I also, I understand a lot of people are kind of worried about going back into practice, Um, specifically like those who are, I don't know, living at home or a bit more at risk. Like they don't really want to be going into the hospital, especially in Hamilton. They've had a few like staff outbreaks. So Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on like your personal comfort level with COVID and with like how much you kind of trust other people to be wearing the proper PPE and that you're getting the right amount of PPE and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually just through this whole whole thing. And obviously, you know, we've all been a part of this whole journey and what I've realized is, you know, how underutilized, like, well, and we knew this before, but this really kind of shows it, but how underutilized technology is in, uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I wanted to have like a quick chat with you guys about this, because I think, you know, one of the things like I'm very, you know, I love 
I love using tech in the clinic. If I find a cool tool that's going to make my life a little bit easier, I would. There's all these ideas that I have for like ex- things that I want exactly what to what an EMR would be like. Um, so there's so many so many gaps, so many areas that you know you could Im- implement tech and to make our practice just unreal. Um, you know, which I which a lot of industries have done like apple has done it already like all these like obviously you know definitely have a little bit extra cash on hand here to to throw at some of the new tech but um it's just it's just to me i was just i'm just like i'm i'm always like i always tell this I'm, i'm always so happy to see um the industry push so hard because it just shows me that the everybody in in physiotherapy has the ability to adopt new tech and to implement it in their practices within a matter of weeks. Imagine like the pandemic never hit and not, you know, obviously that'd be great. I, you know, I, if I could go back, I would, if I could make it not hit, I would. But um, if, uh, if, if this didn't happen, then telerehab would have probably took another like three, four years to actually even start to possibly maybe even take off. Right. Um, but it took a matter of weeks. And so it's just, it's just interesting to see this, shift and now i think like i'm wondering if i don't know if you guys are thinking the same but all i think about now is how do we better use tech in our practice to make the experience even better 100 man it's it's funny when you brought that up i was like in my head i'm like you're gonna come up with a new emr it's gonna be called sarush and it's gonna replace j <laughs> it's gonna be sarush <laughs> prince of persia <laughs> No, but like, uh, to your point, man, I think that, you know, I think like you said, tech is so underutilized in, in, in our profession. I think that, you know, if we, you know, there's, I feel like, you know, there's so many businesses that are like late adopters and, and, you know, to the, going back to the conference that we went through last year, it's like, well, like a lot of clinics are still doing paper charting. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, just finding more efficient ways to do things. Right. And that's just going to help, you know, not just yourself as a clinic owner, but also your whole team. Right. Um, so I'm curious as to like, you know, what, what you, you mentioned, you have a lot of ideas. What's like, what's the one that's popped up into your head the most? Well, I mean, having like, you know, I think like, I don't know, there's a, there's a few, the EMR one is just having like AI, like integrated into uh, some parts of the EMR. That's, that's one, one thing, right. There's this, mm-hmm. you know, having, if we could, use technology like um like a hologram or or something like that to have somebody at the front or that could you know maybe it's a real version of, of someone actually in the clinic that kind of greets them there's so many different ways where you could do it but even just the communication like you just mentioned like about um you know you didn't know your patient was at the door for like 10 minutes right you know there could be something that will send you a quick text just like hey like justin you know Jimmy has arrived. Um, here's, uh, I've given them, I've already sent this COVID screen to their phone and they just completed or something, you know, something where you just automate things. I'm all about automation. Yeah. There's so many things in the house that I want to automate, like my fridge, like if, you know, I wish like it would automatically tell me what I needed, spit out a grocery list at the end of the week. Like <laughs> there's so many like things, my TV would bring on the shows that I want, just like know me exactly. Like basically like if I could build like Jarvis from Iron Man <laughs> into our world, then <laughs> that's like, that's the, I think, and I know people are working on this for sure. It's not like it's going to happen tomorrow, but um, okay. I think, I think just like even small tech, like just the communication like you know even with your experience Justin or or um you know how to use uh proper like videography to you know to show people what the clinic's like um uh, the 3d 3d virtual tour or something like that right there's so many things that you could do um that could have been done before even like it didn't have to we didn't have to wait for the pandemic to do it um so i think there's definitely a lot of like little things here and there um we could have added those are just like some some minor stuff but yeah, we need some like tech wizard to take over the physio world. Like there's such a huge need. Like when you look out there, um, like just specifically with like AI, like there's all the tech is out there and it's all patented, but no one's done it because physios just aren't techie. Yeah. So it's I'll, like we'll have to make a trip to Silicon Valley here, see if we can partner up with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and on it, there's a market. Nope. It'll yeah. be a PTBC trip, you know. We can expense that. <laughs> right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah no it's definitely it's definitely interesting what's uh any like have you guys ever thought about any tech like that you saw that you wanted implemented in a, in practice that you know before the, like all this happened that you thought it was a dream and now you're thinking like yeah it could definitely help well the one uh, reality that i really want to practice is milestone based app on uh having each person um go through milestone with physiotherapy like You've completed your rehab at 80%. Then you've completed your rehab at 90%. And you see uh, all of the patients' visits. It's like a portal for the patient, specifically for your clinic, in that one place, right? So you can pull up any statistics. You can pull up their attendance rates. You can pull up their exercise. Everything is in one spot. Mm -hmm. That would be fantastic. We used to spitball about this uh, when we used to get together as a team. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, every time you add layer of complexity it does become more difficult to achieve but i think it's definitely for our practice where the practitioner knows exactly where we are the patient knows exactly where you are and there's no guesswork in terms of um completion of rehab and why things potentially might not be going the way they are or why you're having success yeah to to echo on to, to slava's point it's i've actually thought about this uh extensively before covid um, but I want to, like, I thought it'd be like a brilliant idea to like, you know, create this app that would help to connect, uh, you know, the clients and, and the practitioners. Um, I think Embodia is doing something similar, but to me, like a lot of what we do is, is about behavior change, right? And, you know, how can we, you know, um, like, you know, moving beyond the treatment table, be able to still be able to communicate and connect with our clients, right? And having a medium, a platform, where you know you can track their um you know clients can input their behaviors you know they can input their accountability stuff right so you know like you know it's like when they complete an exercise or they complete the reps they, they just put that check mark there right and then uh, your therapist can see it in real time right and then it's like certain things that you know the education pieces right it's like you put it up on that little wall or something and then the client can just be able to take a look at that right so it not only strengthens um you know the the accountability piece from doing exercise right or you can even have within that platform it's like let's say we demoed it after exercise um you know that exercise is ready that video is ready on that platform so i did just see it or i took a video of them doing it and then it's very uploaded onto their account right um, and then moving one step further, it's like, okay, like that allows, you know, the therapist and the the client to build an even stronger like relationship that's beyond, you know, the, the, the treatment room, right? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, therapists, they don't communicate with their clients um, outside of the treatment sessions. So to me, that's like, I think that it would help to improve not just client, client outcomes, but, you know, it just be a better way to integrate that into our model of care. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of tech is really being able to take something complex and make it into something simple, right? Like, that's, I think that's what tech allows us to do, because on the front end, it shows like a very simple thing. Like, let's say you were talking about like the patient portal, or the communication platform. It's a very simple thing to use on the back end. It's just, it's such a smart, like, piece of technology that it takes in all the different, like, factors, different algorithms that you um, implement into it so that it, it starts to consider, like, behaviors of the person like if the person doesn't respond like for example your communication thing doesn't respond in the first like uh two hours they send a reminder hey did you get my text or something like that there's these little things little algorithms that you can um add into uh, like a software uh, so that you can actually help the patients a little bit more there, there's definitely like ones out there i think that the one i think that a lot of them have been created but i i think that you know as as uh leaders in the healthcare space we just have to go and and find them and actually implement them into the practices and that's the that's the hardest that's the hardest thing to see because again obviously if you're not running your own practice it might be a little bit harder because you know maybe the owner doesn't have the same vision um but uh you know there's definitely ways to partner up with individuals you're working with too and kind of showing them an understanding of like how this is going to help because again as you add more tech it's also an added expense right because nothing's nothing's going to be free but um but the overall you know we have to look at that as an investment to help, you know, elevate the profession a little bit more. So if you see like, there's a lot of different like cloud-based um, companies that help with a lot of like, they offload a lot of the stuff that for example, owners 
don't want to do um, or some of the stuff that, you know, clinicians don't want to do. Like, you know, they want to treat, they want to be with the patient. They want to be involved in the care, but maybe they don't want to do all the little stuff after before there's programs out there that can help with that. They can help, um, you know, ease the burden of that. So you focus more on the actual clinical care. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that def- there's definitely a lot of that has, um, has Matt been like chatting about this recently at all? Uh, Monica? About the uh, tech side of things? We yeah, get, cause of, yeah. Yeah, we get like a lot of lectures from uh, Maggie at Embodia. Mm-hmm. So she's nice. kind of keeping us up to date with the world out there. Um, but yeah, there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of interesting tech that's like kind of coming out. I think the hardest part with it is like, um, I guess like emphasizing the value of it. I think you're always going to get people with, the whole mentality like this is how we do it though so like why would we change or -hmm. even um i don't know there's this app it's called kaya and it's um like physiotherapy for like back pain and it uses ai to help with like home exercises Mm -hmm. um which i think is really cool but then there's always that pushback about okay so how are you going to like continue to have the value of physio when you have that app like i think a lot of people are kind of threatened by having technology do more as opposed mm-hmm. to seeing it as like, well, it's allowing you to do more in your clinic because they can do more at home. You're going to get better outcomes. You're going to be a better therapist kind of thing. I think there's always that bit of kind of competition between how do I keep my value if I'm offloading some of this work to tech and is it mm-hmm. worth me paying for? Am I going to get that back later on? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Mac is like very much, tries to keep up with the tech like even before all this a lot of our lectures were um over zoom a lot of our like discussions and stuff because they really thought there was a lot of value to being like really comfortable having a conversation and getting a point across over zoom which ended up being really good for us because here we are but Mm -hmm. um so i do think they do try to stay on top of things Mm -hmm. yeah you know there's a couple good points you made there. the first one i think is the mindset you kind of chat about and and obviously we've seen uh, maggie from embodia she's she's got the right mindset right she's one of the mm-hmm. leaders in the tech space and in this in, in our industry and, and you know if we had more people thinking more like maggie um obviously our industry i think would be a lot further in this uh search for tech and and kind of this um harmony between tech and rehab and you know, this is what I think it's good that, you know, she's been able to actually get into the schools and, and um, try to educate younger therapists on, on this whole thing. And I think, um, like you said, yeah, like it's going to be tough for some people to shift um, the mindset to use the tech. But at the same time, you know, I think one of the, like you said, one of the threats that people think is that, um, well, if we have like this app, how are people going to value physio? Uh, well, you know, I think physio, if, if people see themselves as just kind of just this one domain where they can provide value, then obviously then it'll feel more threatening. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all these tech and stuff is, is, is a way to help uh, elevate the practice. It's not a way to eliminate the practice. It's more so, because if you think about it, it's going to be a long time from now, a long time coming where people would start to trust um, tech a hundred percent like a full like AI physio versus like a human in front of them and I think it's just part of human nature with that too maybe it will happen one day you know that could be a threat for sure but uh, at the same time I think you know what I'm kind of talking about as well about the tech is that there's a lot of things that could be added in that we see other people using already that have made their practices made their businesses much better than um, you know, than a regular practice because they've used technology to help their um, platforms get elevated above the standard that others in the same industry have been doing, right? And, but yeah, like it's definitely, I think there's going to be more of those apps, like you said, uh, coming out, there's going to be more uh, technology platforms coming out, but, you know, I've always been a believer that we can use some of the things that, you know, someone in, like, for example, the in the law industry or in you know the accounting industry like any of the finance industry which they have a lot of these technologies that they've been using for their own um, own businesses that this is something that we can use for ours as well yeah yeah totally modeling off of like hospitals and all that i think they're kind of a lot of the times like leaders in tech 
So, and a lot, they just have a lot more funding too, to be able to like do some of that research and try some of those things. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely the newer hospitals, but the older yeah. hospitals, definitely not. <laughs> I have still not seen a hospital. Like I think I was by both my places, paper yeah. charting. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. I think Humber, Humber River does a great job, right? Cause they're, I think fully tech now. Or yeah, I was going to say there's the one in Toronto that's really good. They've got like the little robots that yeah. and, like, pepper or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, like that helps supplement it. Right. Like yeah. even when I, there was this like sushi place I, I went to in, in Toronto and um, like the robots would bring the sushi. Oh right? yeah. But, but the person at the front, it was the, that greeting me was a person. It's not, it was a human. It wasn't the robot. You could, now maybe you could have had a robot, but um, you know, you still have a person around that could help you. So it's like, it's a bit of a hybrid too, but you know, mm-hmm. but it was good. Cause you know, the robot came, you would tap it on the head and there's a thank you. And it would smile and leave. Right? <laughs> so it was just funny. Right. And so yeah. but there's definitely yeah. things like that you could yeah. do. Yeah. Like, seriously, bro. Like, you know, that, that keyword there, it, it, um, technology can help supplement you know care it's, i don't think it can replace it but it can help augment you know the the experience the delivery of what we can do right um and you know i think uh there was a talk with uh jim millard like a couple two weeks ago right and like i don't think you can ever replace you know the the, the one-on-one human kind of contact right and what we can provide as as humans right like mm-hmm. uh, unless you have like an ai that you know has slava's lovely eyebrows you know <laughs> just you know there you know chatting right um but you know it's like you know like you know you, you can't uh, and correct me if i'm wrong you can't teach like an ai you know uh, to to you know show empathy or or listen or do all these other intangibles that you know we as humans can do right um they can definitely streamline a lot of things and make processes a lot more efficient right but um, for me, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a key part of care that can't be replaced, but I definitely do think that, um, technology is, um, can definitely help improve and supplement our, our delivery of care. So, so yeah. I don't know, man. I've seen some movies here. Seems like they can do that. <laughs> I forgot the name of the movies, but <laughs> definitely, definitely. You never know. Honestly, one day maybe they can. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta evolve, though. Like this is the thing, right? You can. Yeah. If we just think that okay, this is it, and we're never nothing's gonna ever change, mm-hmm. then yeah, we're gonna be left in the dust, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like yeah. if physios didn't evolve from the first day that physios were were born out of the infirmary of the like the war, then we'd be the same thing that they would be doing. Right? We got to evolve. We can't just do the same yeah. thing all the time. Totally. So I think um, it's just like the blockbuster, like analogy is always going to be the, one of the best analogies, right? You know, they were threatened by technology, but they, you know, decided to still do the same old thing and rent videos. And then Netflix came and crushed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. this is, this is just, you just, we just have to learn how to evolve. I think that's also the other thing, but being on that late on the out end of the curve, that's what that threat is. The threat is actually in the, I think in the mindset of being able to change quickly. And it's not really actually the practice because again, physiotherapists have been evolving over the last like a few decades. So I think we'll continue to evolve, but really depends on how we evolve and how fast we can adapt to the new, new world of things. Mm-hmm. Well, going off of what uh, Justin said, you can definitely essentially in terms of mindset, you have to become continue to be the physio that, that cares because when you care you establish that you establish that connection which is what's difficult to replace by ai but once uh, if you're just the physio who puts on a machine and leaves for few minutes ai can replace <laughs> a person like that so it's all about establishing that aspect where you're caring mm-hmm. and you will continue to people with that human experience which is what people are looking for when they come to our clinics. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I Mark feel like has... those are the people that like kind of struggle with switching to tele-rehab too, because I think if you're coming into clinic just to get like hooked up to tens for 15 minutes, it's really hard to transfer that value over tele-rehab. Whereas if you are able to kind of show that you're like more caring and able to do a bit more, then I think that's kind of how you get that value online yeah people people value results right like if, if you get them results they'll they'll value it and you just gotta you you wanna they also value like your you know efforts 
in, in the, in the entire rehab process. So, you know, slapping on a machine, it's really not a lot of effort, like uh, zero effort pretty much. Um, so, but yeah, what's, um, is there any tech that like you think that you'd want to implement when you start practicing Veronica? Have you seen anything now that you haven't like seen used, but you'd like to use in your practice? Um, I don't really know what I don't know kind of thing. Like, I don't really know what I would need. I think, um, I just like looking at a bunch of the apps that are like the home exercise apps and everything, like from the different placements I've been at, I wish there was like a really good one. I feel like all the ones like have a lot of issues still not to complain, but like, I just feel like a lot of them like can be sometimes like hard to use or like very difficult to like find the exercise you're looking for. So mm -hmm. it would just be a bit easier if that was a little less effort to do. So what does the perfect home exercise program app look like to you? Um, just, I wish there was a way that you could kind of set up like your exercise treatment program in your EMR and it would just automatically go into an app. There might be something out there already, but I've, every place when I've been at, it's like, okay, I have to put in the treatment plan in the EMR and then I have to write out their exercises or like send them through this app or send them through this email. And it would just be really nice if there was some kind of seamless, like yeah, I've so. done it once and it's sent to all the people it needs to go to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And this is, you know, that's the thought with the, with the whole like integration with the EMR. I think, you know, there's a lot of great integration from the billing side of things, but, um, I think that overall there's still a little bit of a lackluster in the integration of the clinical component of things. Like there's a lot of things that could be added into the ZMRs. That's why as a practitioner, when I'm going through, I'm like, Oh man, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Right. But you know, you could be the next one though. You could be the next like, you know, big thing in, in physio. I think this is how all the EMRs even started in the first place, right? Someone mm -hmm. was like, I, I hate charting on paper. It was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to create something online. And they created something online and the EMR like space was, you know, created. So mm -hmm. it's definitely possible, but uh, definitely interesting to, to hear that because, you know, as you practice, do you start to realize like, oh man, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, just to make life a little bit easier, a little bit more integrated. And that's what I meant by making things around the practice just so much easier so you can actually focus on the care. For sure. Yeah, cool. How about you, Justin and Sava? Is there anything that right now you want to add into your clinical life, business life <laughs> that you wish you had? Um, I, not necessarily add to my like clinical life right now, but you know, what I've been thinking, just especially with this whole COVID is that like, you know, um, you know, as physios, we do a lot of these like in-person care and now doing virtually. Right. Um, but mm -hmm. even doing stuff virtually, right. It's like, you know, it's still one-on-one. -on -one, right. So how can we try to kind of scale even bigger than that? Right. And so what I've been thinking is, and I'd, I'd love to hear you guys feedback is like, you know, like, let's say someone completes their pound of care. Right. Uh, what if the, what about what if they join this kind of like this online community where it's like this it's run by you know yourself and other practitioners right and it, and it's about you know not just you know yeah once you get a client out of pain out of injury it's like what do they do after that right um, and it's more about the longevity piece right so you know they'd have access to you know yourself and other practitioners um, they'd be able to join in on Q and A's they'd have access to let's say you know if they have this membership. Um, you know, where they subscribe to this community, it's like, um, you know, that they get discounts with certain brands that you, you know, work with, like, whether that be like, you know, certain fitness uh, things like Lululemon, Nike, right. Um, and then there'd be like, you know, weekly videos, whatnot to help facilitate their care outside of, you know, just what they're doing, right. So that's kind of what, what, been, what I've been thinking. It's like, okay, well, how can we scale this even bigger? So it's not just one-on-one -on -one anymore where people still feel like they're part of a community, still feel that personal connection, which I don't think should be lost, right? But it's like now we're actually, you know, be able to reach a, a bigger audience and be able to not just, you know, work on that, you know, one-on-one -on -one because, um, you know, if you just spend your time all in clinic, right, just working on clients, then it's, you know, eventually you know your your time is going to be um you're kind of you're going to lose your time so yeah yeah i love that i think that would be great just um i definitely have some ideas on that one we'll chat offline about that <laughs> 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 how about you so, slava 
Well, from thinking uh, two ways, one is from the practitioner side, it could be an add-on already existing EMRs, which is spitting out exact statistics that are relevant to the clinician, like the patient visit average, um, the uh, PT utilization rate that you don't have to calculate manually, but that already appears there and it's live as it's being updated every single day. Um, from the uh, patient side of uh, to elaborate on exactly what Justin said, um, there has to be a way to stay connect with those patients who have graduated the plan of care in order for them to continue as a clinician with your service. Potentially a um, monthly subscription plan where people are consistently checking in, potentially discounted assessments. The logistics remain uh, discussed, but the thing is physios has to be a part of their lives and not only when it's just injury related to injury but also when it's related to their ultimate well-being so i really like that idea as well for some offline chats mm -hmm. yeah definitely i think it's just i think it's a broader like which is funny again this is what i mean by this kind of tech already kind of exists and in a certain way you guys are kind of both alluding to it sounds like to me at least it's like a, some sort of crm for physio like a, like a customer relationship manager like hubspot for physio right so where you can still communicate with it now obviously yours is a little bit different um just into you know about having a specific group like there's so many different things that you know you could use but all these like these these additions like um that you guys are talking about is um is only like an arm's length away all we have to do is just implement it into the practice and and you know we have to kind of pave the way for other people again because our industry is on that later doctor someone has to do it first and then they'll follow suit which is the whole thing with the tele rehab i think the first few weeks nobody was posting about tele rehab and then boom there's a wave of people doing tele rehab yeah mm -hmm. totally totally yeah but yeah i think um i think that was a good place to to kind of end off the convo i think we had a great talk today uh, about the tech side of things and obviously a little bit about opening is going, but um, what's one thing you guys are, are pumped about to, to kind of do in the next two weeks in practice, outside practice? What are you, what are you looking forward to? Let's start with you, Veronica. Um, well, I'm kind of in a lull between classes right now, but mm -hmm. I'm excited, shameless plug, for our uh, webinar series that we're doing. <laughs> nice. Learn how yeah. to use uh, Teller Rehab for students. Nice. Uh, I'm just excited. It's going to be a really good learning opportunity for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to help. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Definitely useful. Awesome. Thanks again for sending that up. Uh, PPD is definitely going to be, uh, it's going to be a hub for all this educational stuff. So it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Great work. How about you, Slava? Well, for me, uh, the challenge that laid before COVID is that I've transitioned to the I'm working at right now full-time, so I have to consistently uh, three-day caseload into a five-day with the challenges of the virus, so I'm just going to give myself a short amount of time to build up fully, and I'm just excited to get back to 100% uh, ET utilization rate, or as close to it as possible. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, uh, Justin? I think for myself, it's a little bit less clinic related, I think. Um, well, I would love, I'm excited to chat with you guys offline about, you know, what we just chatted about. But I think, you know, in, in, in Toronto, right, in, in Canada, you know, we we have like winter for eight months of the year. We, we kind of skip spring and then we kind of go into like two months of summer. So I'm pretty excited. You know, we actually have a lot of sun in Toronto. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm spending a little more time outside. I'm uh, going to be trying to get some barbecues going. You know, I'm going to be cooking a lot on there. So, Suresh, when you're in town, I'll, I'll socially distance, uh, give you some uh, some of that barbecue chicken, as well as uh, Veronica and, and Slavs. Um, so that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. Um, and yeah, you know, just uh, you know, just getting back into the swing of things in practice, but also thinking about like the long term, right? It's like, okay, well, to your point, like, how can we implement tech? How can we how can we disrupt this industry and and actually take the, take it to the next level, right? So so yeah, I'm excited for the chicken. 
<laughs> I hope you can uh, you can tolerate the spice, man. You know, I, I, you're Persian, wow. man. I, I know you, Slava. You're Russian. I don't know if you guys can tolerate your spice, <laughs> Veronica. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually super soft with spices. Yeah. Everyone right, always right. gives me gives me gives me heat. Funny enough, about not being to- tolerant of any spice. <laughs> they look at me like, yeah, you're like like brownish right like you should tolerate it I'm like no no, no. that's, like, that's not right. how it works like whenever karen makes the curry i'm like whoa, whoa easy on the cayenne pepper there like settle down here like he's, he's up on the pepper right he's up on the ease pepper i want to taste my food let's not let's not destroy the taste buds and the first right. bite <laughs> i'll be sure to uh to, to throw in a little ghost pepper in there you know hide that oh under perfect the yeah just like just say it's uh you know it's just green pepper yeah. regular pepper. <laughs> it's a scallion scallion yeah it's a red-looking yeah. stallion. Perfect, perfect. No, that's awesome, man. I know, same here. I mean, you don't, you're preaching to the choir now that I'm in Edmonton. So, you know, eight months for us is like 12 months uh, of winter, but um, it's all good. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely, there's, a, there's some sun. The sun here is definitely super intense. It's, it's really nice. Um, and like at 11 p.m. at night, it's still like, it's like six o'clock. And, you know, it's <laughs> definitely sometimes hard to sleep, but <laughs> um but yeah, no, I think one thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is just kind of refining this, this, um, this things in the clinic and, and, um, you know, we do have a new addition in our team actually. So I'm, I'm really pumped to, to get to know him better and, and, um, you know, work with him to, uh, to help him like through this whole COVID situation as well. And, and teaching some of the things that, that we've learned along the way from our mentors. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, but also, you know, in a, in a few weeks, hopefully, um, be able to uh see some uh some parents some of my parents some of my parents <laughs> all the of all the 17 parents i have um <laughs> see the parents and uh yeah hang out with them a little bit but other than that um those are like the two main things definitely get get out and enjoy the weather here too there's a really nice like river valley in edmonton if you guys ever um ever come by you know this way it's just only a few thousand kilometers west um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real quick ride, and it is a nice like river valley, and it's actually it's really beautiful in the summer. So, um, we're gonna have to try to enjoy that as much as we can before the uh, cold snap hits. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's amazing. I'm I'm hoping to make my way there by uh, 2030, but yeah, um, I think yeah. yeah, 2040 probably safer. <laughs> 2040. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right okay guys well it's good chatting with you guys and um we'll chat with the with the team soon um and if there's anybody from our listeners that have any questions want to drop us a line just send us a message here on our instagram uh, page pizza business corner and uh, we'll chat with you guys soon thank you everyone for tuning in to the ptbc podcast hope you enjoyed the episode today please check us out on facebook twitter instagram and at our website ptbusinesscorner.com Feel free to send us a message on social media or email us at info at ptbusinesscorner.com. See you next time.